Welcome back to Tuesday Take, where we take a deeper look into this week's teaching. Good morning. Hey, Shane. How are you, man? Doing great. What are you doing? Fantastic. Just, you know, hanging out, living life. Living great since really Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon there was a, a game on. I don't know if you caught it or not. I did. Yeah. It was a good one. It was a good game. It was in, in all seriousness though, it was possibly a Super Bowl matchup. It was pretty good. Did you get a little nervous? A little uh, until Cam Jordan blatantly, obviously punched that guy in the face, and I was like, oh, "See, I didn't fine. see that part. I saw that he got kicked out. I was like, dang, did he just get kicked? I didn't see what I happened. Will, I'll definitely show you after this. Okay. It's, there's a lot of look. I'll, I'll say there's a lot of fans from the state that are like, "What? No punch? That dude started from his hip. I didn't see it and came up <clears> and <throat> hit. Oh, it was bad. It was probably unintentional." Yeah, for sure. Anytime I've punched somebody <laughs> yeah, in the face, right. it's not been on purpose. For sure, man. For sure. No, it was a good game, though. It was a good game. Uh, I uh, I decided to wear some some Chiefs gear this morning. It was fun walking in and seeing Miss Elaine. She just kind of looked at me, and mm. we both went about our ways. It was great. It man, was fantastic. What a loving thing to do today. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just in a merry, jolly mood, okay? <laughs> Sounds like the Grinch, man, making everybody else sad. Hey, man. I don't know. I would before we get serious on the podcast. I would venture to say that the Grinch was not the villain in How the Grinch Stole Christmas because he was bullied from childhood. Yeah, it was, was probably old Mister. Um, what's his name? The uh, the mayor. Yeah, Mayor Who or whatever his name was. I can't remember his name. Yeah, of course. I guess he wasn't. I don't know. Was he in the book? I don't know if he's in the book, but he's in the Jim Carrey one for yeah. sure. Yeah, he was definitely the villain for sure. Oh, a thousand percent. He was mean. The Grinch. Just, I mean, he, they made Christmas about material things. Exactly. And Cindy Lou Who and the Grinch were like, "It's not about presents." So. It's literally what he said. It came without yeah. boxes or ribbons or tags. Um, yeah, something I, like that. I love. I love. That's that's my favorite Christmas movie for sure. Um, also had a fun conversation. Um, the other day about the Grinch, some a mutual friend of ours doesn't really care for the Grinch okay. because uh, he's mean to Max, the okay. dog. And uh, I was like, "Hey, look, I I spank my dog from time to time whenever he pees and poops in the house. So how do we know that Max wasn't like peeing and pooping at will in the cave? So yeah, the Grinch may be justified in, in literally all of his actions. Maybe I don't know. I mean, his heart was." <laughs> A little small, so yeah, but it grew. So in the end, we all love them. Anyway, <laughs> jumping into some questions this morning. Um, this text, I'll be honest, I have never heard a a sermon from it during Christmas time. Um, you know, I think we hear Luke. Um, we see people preaching sermons from Luke. We went through the Book of Ruth a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and so, why this text? I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard. I think you even said it Sunday. Like you've never heard a text. You've never preached this text before for Christmas. So, what led you to this text? This is going to sound super unspiritual. Um, I think it was just I'd never done it, and so I just kind of was looking, reading over the Christmas story, and I was reading through Luke because last year we went through. You know, is when we started Matthew, so we walked through. The first, so I was like, well, we hit that last year, so I was like, I'm, I'm going to stay away from the first part of Matthew. I think last Christmas we went through the um, 
and this person begat this person, and this person begat this person. Was we that did. Christmas last year? Yeah, well, we went through, I guess, I think the first week of December we started Matthew, the book. Yeah. And so we kind of went through the – it kind of yeah, carried through. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to stay away from Matthew, and so I went to Luke, was reading around, and then when I ca- came to Mary's song, I was like, well, I was like, I don't – I mean, I've read it before, but I've never preached it. So I said, hey, I, I think that'd be – something that's not real yeah. – not super spiritual, but I think it was just like I'd never done it before, and just like, hey, I think yeah. I'd enjoy stu- uh, studying it. And it's I'm, it's more popular in the Catholic faith, right? Yeah, because that's the Magnificat comes from uh, like the Latin, like the Vulgate, which is the Latin translation, and so that's you know my soul magnifies the Lord, so um, comes from that term, and so. Uh, typically, this is you know because in the Catholic Church, um, you know Mary is very esteemed very highly, and yeah. says you know out of I'll you know we'll, generations from now will call me blessed, you know that kind of deal. So it is a very, um, it's not a Catholic. I mean, it's not that they've claimed it, but yeah. that they, um, it's more centered on that, you know. Yeah. So makes sense. Um, just diving into some of your points um, that that God is mindful, He's mighty, He's merciful. I think that we can agree those are good truths. Um, but why is it important to see these and to remember these things more so than just reading the Christmas story? Like we can apply that, that he's mindful, he's mighty, and he's merciful when we're going through a hard time. Why is it important that we remember those things for times like that? Well, I think well, even even now it's good to be reminded of because you know, even in Christmas time, like that's the hope of Christmas, you know. And one of the things I wanted to try to connect with it was is like, all these are demonstrated in the gospel. So these are truths that are, I mean, God's always mindful. God's always mighty. God's always merciful. He's, there's never a time he's not those things. And so, you know, that we can recall these things to our mind um, at all times, you know, because in a sense this is the gospel, you know, is um, looking through that God was mindful of us and our sinfulness and sent Jesus, you know. So um, so that was kind of the that I wanted to try to connect it to Christmas. Obviously it is I mean, she's reflecting on the Christmas events, and we're reflecting on the Christmas events, but ultimately we see that's the gospel, you know. So yeah. so I think, you know, that's the hope of Jesus coming um, that's true now during Christmas, but it's true the day after Christmas, and the ne- like. that's the hope that we have, you know. So I think being reminded of those things um, is something that, I, you know, we need to walk through and, you know, be reminded of them. I think when we look at this story, we look at it through the kind of Sunday school lens that we've always seen it through. Um, like, we had all the backstory, right? Like, we know everything that happened. We know that that an angel appeared, and he told Mary everything, and he told Joseph everything, and, and it's just it's a beautiful story. Contextually speaking, you brought it up Sunday, too. This girl was, Mary was probably, what, 13 to 15 years old. Um, no one in the area was visited by that angel. All they knew was Mary was uh, basically engaged to someone, but that she is is going to have a child. Joseph is not the child's father. Um, and so whenever you really start applying context to the situation, it's kind of like, well, this is a little messy. This isn't the beautiful picture that we see. We see it as a beautiful picture because we know all the ins and outs. But during that time, they were probably going through a lot of difficult, um, you know, you, you see like the, the kind of the talk of the town, the town gospel and everything. Mary was probably at the middle of it, but we see her in this, she's worshiping. So 
in the middle of, of a situation I'm not going to impose and say one way or another. But for me, I feel like I wouldn't jump to worship. Mary does. So for us, uh, a practical application, whatever, however you want to answer it, how can we push through times when we don't feel like worshiping to worship? Whenever everything around us kind of like doesn't look that great, how can we push through to worship? Well, I was when you were saying that, and Kirsten and I were actually talking about last night, um, is I think sometimes um, we, I don't want to and please, when I say this, I guess, um, like, I think we idolize these stories so much that we make them, like, these are just ordinary people in just an ordinary town with with problems that we have. I mean, they're, they're like, I mean, they're no different than we are. I mean, obviously, they're, they're, um, in a different time in a different place than we are. But I mean, in a sense, I mean, they're, it's just normal people with normal problems, things that we walk through. I mean, dealing with engagement with friend, you know, family life, society, all these things. And, and so I was just thinking like, I think sometimes even when we think about worship, of course, sometimes we only think about music, even though this is a song. And that's one of the ways that we do express worship to God is through singing, singing and declaring who God is. Um, but I think one of the things is maybe we, um, we're always looking for these high moments, you know, um, these super emotional moments. And, and emotions aren't bad. And I'm thankful that God, we can worship God through our emotions. I mean, we we sense God through emotions for sure. But um, I think sometimes we we I don't know we want these mountaintop type things. And and when we do that, sometimes I think sometimes we when, when moments we don't feel that we're like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe we don't engage, and it's like, well, or I think about it, like I heard a, and you may, you can chime in on this if you think about this, but I think sometimes maybe we don't want to worship when we don't feel like it's because we don't want to be inauthentic, you know what I mean, of like, well, I don't yeah. feel like it, and so because I don't feel like it, I don't want to like act a certain way, you know what I mean, and so while that's true, um, we don't want to play or act, or yeah. I mean, we want to be authentic, but I think at some level it's like, but God's still worthy of my worship. Like it's, I'm not faking it if I, even in the moments of when I don't feel it, I'm still say, God, I'm going to still choose to sing, and I'm still going to choose to declare who you are, even in the midst of that. So um, so I think at some level, and I think this too of even Mary, I mean there's a lot of things Mary's gone on in her life that she could have focused on, but notice what she's focused on is not the difficult things in her life going on, but she's focused on what God's doing and what God's done. Yeah, And I would say for me, um, somebody else maybe could say something uh, different, but for me, times when I don't feel like worshiping, typically my mind's not set on the Lord. It's usually set on other things, yeah. myself or the circumstance, circumstance or whatever. And so a lot of it may be even just practically directing our minds while we need to be in the Word, in prayer, directing our minds, our thoughts toward the Lord is because um, when our minds are just focused on the circumstance or the situation or emotions or just not God, I mean, I don't know if our response is worship yeah. in those moments. I would know? agree. And I think that's why, like, Sunday mornings, whether we're in person or whether you're live stream, like, I think one of the designs of that is, like, it's, like, to, to, to remind, like, hey, this is what's important, you know, and as we sing together congregationally, you know, all this is, like, that it's important that we're doing this, you know, so. And I think that, you know, we, we talk about it on Sunday sometimes that worship doesn't stop. I mean, you just hit on it, too. Worship doesn't stop with the music. You know, we can – worship and worship well through um, looking at text, looking at the scripture. And so I, I would say that, you know. Or through like obedience, yeah. you know, like, I mean, 
I mean, because there's times where it's like, and we you, we all know this of like, I don't feel. It's like in moments I don't feel like it's like okay, well I know God, you're better than sin, and so in these moments, while I don't feel it, I'm going to choose you. Yeah, and that's worship. I'm that's putting, an act of I'm worship. Putting yeah, God, you first, and I'm you know you're above everything, and so yeah, I'm, I'm choosing you in these moments. And but I think sometimes in similar to marriage, maybe. It doesn't feel because I was I did I did a wedding this past weekend. We did some marriage uh, premarital counseling, and I told him one of the weird things about marriage is that the love changes when you get married, and just just the reality, and it becomes and and when I say this, it becomes almost work, or you have to choose to love one another every yeah. day. And that doesn't sound super romantic, and doesn't and and look, I, I love my marriage, I love Kirsten, and but like there's this reality of like. Every single day is a choice we make. Yeah. That's the same thing with the Lord, you know, of like every single day, regardless of the circumstances, like, Lord, I choose you today um, to put you first and the forefront of my mind, my day, my worship, whatever it is. And so um, I think, you know, Mary can give us a lesson in knowing no matter what the circumstances, the difficulty, you know, he's worthy of it. And, you know. Yeah, that's good. Um, how can we take initiative like Mary did to worship spontaneously? I think that you see this song just kind of erupt, um, and she can't hold it back. Uh, and so whether it be through song or whether it be through obedience, whether it be through whatever, how can we take that initiative to, to do this more spontaneously, more than just like, okay, I'm going to worship on Sunday mornings from 1030 to 12, because that's what we do. I think just doing just what you said, like I think, you know, whether it's, because there are times maybe, I don't know, you may be driving the car, you have some worship music on or something, and you just start singing, and it's like, hey, I can worship you right here in the in the car when I'm driving, or, you know, uh, when I hear something of like a, um, I don't know, a praise or something that is, see God move in a certain way in my life or in somebody else's life, it's like you can just, I just say stop in those moments and just tell God who he is. Thank you for, for doing this thing. And so, um, you know, I guess it's similar to the, the text in Thessalonians, you know, pray without ceasing, you know? So I think it's, um, and it's probably moving more toward, and this is what's hard is more of a lifestyle of worship, not segregating in our minds of that. It's only these certain times and moments Mm. when God's worthy of my worship. That's good. Cause I think we do that all of us, you know, cause there are times like, and I don't know if you've done this, but, and I'm convicted of it, of like, if I get to Sunday morning and this is the first time I've stopped to really draw my attention and to sing worship to God, that's probably not a good thing mm. if that's the only time I'm doing it, yeah. you know? And so God's worthy of worship all all the time. And so I think it's not, you know, we, we do that with everything. We like to um, compartmentalize our life. And so realizing that worship should be not just confined to a certain time or place, you know, that it should be. I mean, it can it can be done anywhere. Yeah, that's right. Well, man, um, moving now to the uh, last question, the Know Your Pastor portion of the podcast. Um, you asked us Sunday uh, what some of our favorite um, Christmas songs were, which, by the way, um, I texted you and told you this, but just to, to, to say, I, was, I had one ready. I was going to say one. Um, then people said, Oh, Holy Night. Angels from the Realm of Glory. So I didn't think <laughs> saying Leroy the Redneck Reindeer would be suitable. <laughs> so just going to throw that out there now. Leroy the Redneck Reindeer and All I Want for Christmas is You, two of my favorite ones. But when it comes to Christmas, um, for, for you, 
if there's like a song, I'm not going to say that if you don't hear it, your Christmas is ruined, but if you don't hear it, you're like, oh, I didn't hear that song this year. Let's, let's, let's do both. I know we just said we don't need to compartmentalize, but secular and sacred. Christmas songs for James Doty, what would they be? Um, I'm trying to think. Probably, I'm going to sound like a Grinch a little bit. Oh, man. I, I like Christmas music. It's not my favorite music, and so I'll listen to it. Um, but it's not, Kirshen knows this, like it's not like my go-to. Like It's not It's not your jam. Kirshen loves Christmas music, and she'll listen to it all the time. Um, <laughs> but for me, I mean, I'm not against it. It's just not... It's not my favorite music in the world. Yeah, yeah, no, that's acceptable. That's okay. But I'll give you two. So I'll give you like a spiritual one. And and, um, what is it? Come All You Faithful, which is a door, you know, what's the... Yeah, Oh, Come All You Faithful. But do they call it something else too? Oh, Come Let Us Adore Him? Yeah, is it both? I think it's... I've heard it both ways. Anyway, so that song. um, And then I love um, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Um. And they do, it's not Carols of the Bell, but it's, um, I don't know, it's a Christmas-type song that they do. They have a whole Christmas album, but I like Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So They do one that's like a the super guitar-driven, is it that one? That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Man, you just let me know. Me and Michael can do that. <laughs> you just yeah, no, I love that one. <laughs> so. Yeah. Those are and good. And yeah. So any, I mean, I mean, I listen. To, uh, I, I mean, I can listen to different Christmas music, but again, it's not my. I'd rather list, watch Christmas movies over listening to Christmas music. So, with that being said, favorite Christmas movie is. Mm. I think we asked that a few weeks ago, but just to remind the people. Yeah, probably the Santa Claus, the Grinch, and Home Alone Two. Home Alone 2. Which is better than Home Alone 1. Better than Home Alone 1, by sure. For sure, by far. There we go. That's what I meant to say. Well, man, uh, I definitely agree with all of that. Um, man, thanks for uh, thanks for taking a text that, that may be a little different um, and, and showing us some different ways that we can apply things to our lives. Um, and, man, I hope you have a great Christmas. I hope, uh, hope Piper gets her flamingo. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we shall see. If nothing, just get her the yard ornament. Um, well, man, I hope you guys have a great Christmas. And you at home listening or in the gym or in your vehicle, wherever you're listening, maybe sitting at your house. I don't know where you're listening at. But to you as well, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. Um, and thank you for checking out another episode of Tuesday Take.